We're talking money, but without the filters. It's the one thing that none of us can escape, but that we still can't talk about without cringing. I'm Victoria, millennial financial advisor. And I'm Ellie, money coach and founder of This Girl Talks Money. Each week, we'll be having a no-holds-barred conversation about real-life money. Nothing's off limits here, so grab yourself a coffee or a cheeky glass of wine and settle on in. We're back. Money and Filters is here. And this season, we're exploring those tricky questions about money with some brilliant guests. First up, to kick us off, we've got journalist Ella Delancey-Jones. And we're asking, is it really possible to make money as a journalist? This conversation was a real eye-opener for me. And I think it will be for lots of you listening. We hope you enjoy it. Ella, it's so lovely to have you. So let's dive straight on in. Can you set the scene and tell us a little bit about your decision to pursue a career as a journalist? Yeah, thank you for having me, uh, by the way. Um, So my career, it's been, I've gone around the houses a little bit, really, with my career. Um, I think from very early on, I always loved writing. I was always one of those kids that always had a diary, made up stories, that kind of thing. So writing was always kind of my thing as a child. Um, I think I was influenced by quite... I think quite a lot of people get into journalism this way as well. I was influenced by the usual kind of films like um, 13 Going on 30, Devil Wears Prada, that kind of stuff. (laughs) Um, So it's a classic story, really. Um, And then also just as a a sort of child um, and a teenager, reading those glossy magazines that were offered at the time in the early 2000s, so like Miz and Sugar, um, and then sort of graduating on to... Um, my mum's cosmopolitan and um so yeah I had these big dreams of being um a the cosmopolitan editor and um sitting at big boardroom tables and wearing heels and kind of you know it's almost you know how um people watch Legally Blonde and they, they want to be a lawyer for a little bit yes yes be like that was me <laughs> <laughs> I was signing up to Harvard Law School for sure yeah, yeah exactly so it was very kind of um uh, rose-tinted glasses that but that's what kind of um first lit a fire in, in me for it um I actually applied when I went to university I, I had actually applied or was about to apply for primary education so um I was kind of worried about what my what I wanted to do really and literally the day before the UCAS um deadline I changed my um, changed my application to English language and journalism. After that, I think we'll talk a little bit about sort of my journey into journalism a bit later on. But um, after that, I actually did a little bit of a detour into PR. I mean, the industries are quite um, interlinked. But um, yeah, I went into PR. Um, I loved parts of it. And I really, really hated parts of it. Um, and in about, I think it was, yeah, early t- 2018 I had a little bit of a think about my trajectory my where I was going what I was sort of you know heading towards um and just thought no like can't I don't want to do this anymore I don't want to be agency side um so I and I've been thinking about journalism and and being freelance for quite a long time so um I flew to Thailand uh with my boyfriend my husband now um at the time and um 
yeah had a had a month buffer in my account and sort of started making freelance clients and, and and sort of started my journalism career from the beach so I know that's coming from like a position of privilege I know a lot, a lot of people could do that and not suggesting people do that um but personally just my career was at the time was causing quite a lot of issues in my personal life um just wasn't for me I, I needed to put a stop to it there and then and come back to what was actually um exciting to me and that was that was journalism I I mean I totally appreciate where you were at when you were sort of on the beach in Thailand with a month buffer thinking like oh my god should I do this I I was in a similar position too and I really appreciate what you say about kind of I suppose a position of privilege in a way and journalism is one of those careers that is just associated with the middle class one reason being the financial impact and I think a lot of people especially at entry level when they enter into journalism it's the sort of people that can have some sort of support from their parents to supplement their income because they're just not going to earn enough in journalism to pay the bills and and live any sort of lifestyle I mean is that what you're is that what you've sort of seen in the industry or do you think it's changing and that's just kind of a stereotype and a myth these days um no unfortunately it's not it's not a it's not a myth um it it definitely from a personal perspective it was definitely not easy for me to get into journalism um what I sort of alluded to earlier in my trajectory into PR was that um I went to university the year before the fee increases and I I was able to get the maximum maintenance and um loans and the grants which was really great I don't think I would have been able to go to university um without them throughout university I I had a job a bar job from my first year and worked all the way through I wasn't able to um take advantage of my summers and do a lot of what my peers were doing which was doing unpaid internships over the summer while they weren't studying post-graduation I still had to work I didn't have any experience I think I did about two weeks of experience that was part of my course but yeah I just I couldn't take advantage of those internships and I worked for a restaurant for years before I got my job in PR because I just wasn't getting anywhere I was applying for these roles but they were expenses only in London obviously had to pay my London rent at the time as well so actually I don't I think it is getting better but I do still think that there is an issue with some companies expecting free labour from people and the people who are obviously able to do that maybe do come from um, a position of privilege, really. Um, you know, if you <laughs> journalism, Twitter is a whole um, entity. I'm not sure if you have any experience of that, but if you go on to journalism or on Twitter at any time, have a look at the conversation with journalists, it's... Uh, things like this come around very often you'll see um, the discussion about unpaid internships the fact that it's such a struggle to to secure work um, unless you unless you can secure a staff job at, at one outlet um, it is a bit of a struggle especially if you are outside London there are some outlets and organisations that are sort of trying to address that. So there's things like Journal Resources, which covers the whole of the um, UK. And then there's things like a journalist called Beth Kirkbride uh, does a newsletter called The Peak District, which is literally just jobs outside of London. And there's things like um, also that you might that people don't really think about is um, 
awards so if someone's got an award attached to their name an award-winning writer award-winning author or whatever that's great because I think it gives you some kind of gives you a little bit of an edge gives you that sort of accreditation but a lot of journalism awards are paid to play and they're just not accessible to people who are you know just working like as as one person like without a staff job again in journalism as well there's, there's there is quite a lot of discourse around cronyism so things like you know uh, the wives of big name politicians or white <laughs> middle-aged men having these uh front and center columns that maybe they're not that qualified to write but they've got them and there's just no chance for um any of us to sort of get in there and, and write one of those so I mean to answer the question um yes I've I found it very difficult to get into journalism and I had to sort of build my experience in a roundabout way it wasn't straightforward for me I do think it is getting a little bit better because I think that people are more vocal about not working for free however I still think there is a, a culture of well someone will do it basically and it's usually people who are much more privileged than others yeah totally I think that is something that definitely isn't just a trait of journalism but there are a lot of careers where that ability to say yes for free is quite damaging in a way um but when you decided to go into journalism was your earning potential something that you considered did it come into play when you were thinking okay I'm going to go for it and start my freelance career you know what actually it it wasn't really I think I was quite naive at school and I didn't really have much guidance in in sort of what I in what career I maybe would have been good at or should have done for example so while quite a lot of my peers were choosing sort of safe I'm doing inverted commas here safe subjects and degrees um that with it were a road into financially stable roles I took a bit more of a stance of do what you love like for example I did philosophy at a level I've never done anything with it but I loved it and that that was kind of my attitude to um my career as well I think that if I if I'd gone into something that I would have been financially completely stable in, but not loved it, I would have ended up leaving anyway. And that's really what happened with PR, to be honest. Um, although I did, as I said, enjoy bits and pieces of it, it just wasn't um, wasn't fulfilling and it was just causing me a lot of um, a lot of stress. So, so, but the thing is with journalism as well, is that actually your earning potential is potentially limitless. Um, in a way you sort of get out what you what you put in obviously with caveats but no it's not really I I never sort of looked at it and thought right I'm going to be a rich writer I mean the money that comes with it is great because you literally sometimes I write something that I'm really proud of or that I really am passionate about and the money's almost um you know falls by the wayside a bit because I'm like wow oh my god look at my byline and and people are reading it and saying that this has resonated with them which is almost more important to me than the money you touched on it there but I think one question that a lot of people have when it comes to journalism and hopefully you can kind of squash the myth a little bit is that it is impossible to earn a good living. But actually, can you make a good income as a journalist? Such a big question. And obviously, I can only speak from my own experience. Um, But I would say that the answer is yes, 
you can make a good income as a journalist and you can make a living, but with caveats, it depends. Obviously, it depends somewhat on how good of a writer you are. If you're not, if you can't write, then obviously um, that's not um, maybe the way forward. But there are there are ways to do it. So one way is, you know, having a niche in which you can be an expert. Um, so if you if you know if you know a topic inside out something that you know inside out and 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 you're the expert on then you're likely to get more work you can be an expert on that as i say that you know the the potential for the earnings are are limitless because especially if you're freelance it's on you to pitch for commissions it's on you to create the network um it's on you to apply for jobs um and you know I mean, it could mean that you're working nonstop unless you get quite a regular, good-paying gig. And also, you know, the the landscape at the moment is quite saturated. So there's a lot of um, early career journalists who are just beginning their careers. But because of the pandemic, there's a lot of people coming back. Um, there's a lot of people deep, dipping their toe in the industry for the first time. Um, and we can't forget that the industry is still quite skewed in favour of white people, um, excluding the voices of, of black people and also marginalised genders. So hopefully that's sort of on the way to, to changing a little bit. But um, but yeah, I, I would say if that's the if that's the big question, then the, the answer is yes, but with those with those caveats. Yeah, and I wonder actually just thinking about those people that you mentioned who are either starting out in the industry or or coming back. Do you have any any advice for them or anything you would tell your your younger self if you were just starting in the industry now? So what I sort of tell those who are just starting out in the industry, I think that, you know, you, I would say that you really have to love it. I don't think journalism is something you go into and thinking maybe you might make a lot of money or you know have a long career unless you have the passion for it and and passion for what you're writing about because I think as well it will show in your words what I'd say to myself and to any young journalist is that it can be slow going obviously you know you you might you might start writing and absolutely start flying and and make a name for yourself by the time you're 21 22 and that's absolutely brilliant but for a lot of others it's a it's quite slow going so I'm actually nearly 30 so uh it's taken me 12 years really to kind of get myself established figure out what it is that I want to write about and obviously that's my trajectory going around the houses a little bit with my career the advice I would also share is that your peers are your especially if you're freelance are your are your colleagues they're not your competitors so making those connections like joining a group chat joining groups joining freelance group joining journalism groups on facebook even even things like passing on an opportunity when you know that you're not the right voice for it that can really help you as well and then in terms of like what i what i would tell myself it's that my career you know it's, it's, it was never it's never going to be easy but you will get there in your own time and it never i don't think things ever look the way that you think they're going to look I mean, personally, I'm never going to be the editor of Cosmopolitan now. I mean, you can never say never, but <laughs> I am probably never going to be the, the editor of Cosmopolitan. I think that's absolutely fine. I'm probably going to stay freelance, 
be at home with my baby and build my name from my little back bedroom. And that's great. That's just a different trajectory than what I thought I was going to be on. But I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy with that in terms of what I tell my younger self about money is that saving money is really fun. Saving money is so fun. I try to have as many no spend days as possible and seeing that money left over at the end of the month is actually a massive buzz for me that sounds um quite boring but I love I love um seeing that there's money left over at the end of the month and I wish I'd started doing that sooner that's absolutely amazing and I actually think that anyone listening to this who is freelance uh, especially any journalist or aspiring journalist will love to hear that and probably pick up on that as a top tip I think that's really great and I totally I don't think it's boring at all I totally think it's kind of like a reward to yourself isn't it I love it and it obviously means things are better when you've got a little rainy day when you've got something unexpected um, or whether you just want to treat yourself and you've got that money there to kind of tie into that, how can any journalists or aspiring journalists or people that want to start making money from writing really boost their income? Are there other ways that you can earn money as a writer alongside, I guess, classic journalism? Yeah, definitely. So I'm actually not a full-time journalist myself, I guess, if you if you wanted to put it that way. So I do a lot of copywriting so I get to write and a lot of what I write for my clients is really still my niche. So it's a lot of mental health stuff, lots of relationship, things like that. Um, so things that I'm um, really passionate about anyway. But without those kind of jobs, I probably wouldn't be able to make rent because when you're a journalist, you're relying a lot on other factors that are completely out of your control. So things like whether the outlet you want to write for has any budget, whether you're writing the right kind of pitches, whether whether someone's you've actually just gone into someone's spam. A journalist from The Telegraph the other day wrote a really good um, tweet, I think it was, or maybe a newsletter that said, sometimes you'll pitch to The Telegraph and it's perfect and there's absolutely nothing wrong with your pitch. I want to commission it, but I just can't, whether that's time constraints, money, things like that. So as I say, a lot of what goes into journalism, unless, as I say, you have that staff job where you work for one outlet and you go to work nine to five for that outlet, a lot of it is really based on unknowns and you can't, you don't have control over how much income you get per month. So having a regular copywriting role is actually where most journalists, I think if you spoke to more, uh, would tell you that's where they get their, their income from having a job that's completely unrelated to the field is is what a lot of people do as well there's also other things that um, might come a little bit later so it's things like um i've done some t- like tv work and been on the radio and you can ask for fees for that and then th- this can really help as well if you if you can position yourself as an expert as as i mentioned earlier as well and other people run courses and workshops, uh, which can also boost their income. So, you know, if, if someone's really great at pitching features or long reads, they can they can sort of invite other journalists to learn about how to do that and um, boost their income there. But yeah, there's certainly ways to, to boost their potential income. And I think a big part of it is letting go of, uh, I must be doing journalism 100% of the time to be, that established journalist 
Yeah, I think that's really encouraging to hear. And actually, whilst clearly there are a lot of issues in the industry, it is encouraging that the world we live in now, there are other avenues to go down. It doesn't have to be, I really like what you say, it doesn't have to be all or nothing and and you can sort of build it up over time. So I think a lot of people will be really, really inspired to, to hear some of the things you've said. Um, it's been so lovely to chat to you, but before we let you go... Where can everyone find you? So you can find me on Twitter. My handle is Ella Lucy Writes, and it's Ella I mean Lucy with an IE. So, so L-U-C-I-E writes. Um, I'm on there all the time, sort of uh, moaning or asking for people to contribute to pieces that I've got commissioned or writing about Love Island or the football or you know, whatever. So amazing, love it. Thank you so much for chatting to us. Thank you so much for listening. We're so excited to be back. And we'll be here next week with another fabulous guest bringing you more unfiltered money conversations. Please share the podcast with family and friends, leave us a review and definitely let us know who you'd like to hear from next. We love to hear from you.